ticket. One of my favorite companies in the whole world, Simply Earth. Before Simply Earth's essential oil recipe box, I had no idea how to actually use essential oils. I know you're not shocked by that. But now my home is one step closer to being toxin-free because I made these special recipes that came to me with the Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box. They've made it easy. They've taken out all of the confusion. And when I buy my essential oils from Simply Earth, I know that I'm actually helping to change the world because here is what Simply Earth is all about. Not only do they want to help make your home toxin-free, but Simply Earth gives 13% of all their profits to end human trafficking around the world. That's a cause that we all need to be getting behind, okay? Here's what happens with the Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box. You're going to help gain confidence and clarity in using these essential oils to help make your home toxin-free. You receive the recipe box with four pure essential oils, six recipe cards, and extras. So they tell you exactly what to do. You learn how to use your essential oils while making the recipes created by certified aromatherapists. You save money, you detoxify your life, and again, you help change the world because this company is giving 13% of all their profits to end human trafficking around the world. You got to check it out, guys. If you're like me, you're going to get some essential oils regardless. I want to do it in a way that I can save money and also be about a cause greater than ourselves. The essential oils alone would cost over $100 from other companies, but with Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box, you get four pure oils, six recipes, and extra ingredients for only $39. And when you subscribe, you get a free big bonus box with even more natural goodies. So here's the unique offer that you get by being a listener of the Matthew West podcast, okay? You're going to get a free 80 milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash West. Again, a free 80 milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash West. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Matthew West podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West. And as always, I really hope you like it. Coming to you from the road, back of the tour bus on the My Story, Your Glory tour. Why? Because I love you and because nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to keep doing this podcast even when I'm road weary. And I am a little bit road weary. Uh, we are coming to the end almost of the My Story, Your Glory tour. In fact, we're down to our final weekend. We've got one weekend left in the great state of Texas, well, Louisiana, on April 27th. Then we're going to be in Corpus Christi, Texas on the 28th. San Antonio, Texas on the 29th. That's sold out. And Longview, Texas on the 30th. So those are your last chances to come and see the My Story, Your Glory Tour this spring. Go to MatthewWest.com if you'd like to come and see one of those shows. Uh, of course, my buddy Mac Powell is going to be joining me. We may have a special announcement coming soon about some more shows in the fall, but stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we did announce our second annual Come Home for Christmas weekend in Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, tickets have gone incredibly fast for that. And so I want to make sure that all of my podcast listeners know about it. What is Come Home for Christmas, you might be asking? Well, it's a special weekend where instead of going on tour, we stay home and you go on tour and you come and visit us and we spend the weekend getting ready for Christmas. I know it's only April, feels a little uh, early to be talking about Christmas, but uh, we wanted to announce this special weekend. It's a special weekend of concerts and 
Christmas carols and Christmas dinner, and it's just uh, words can't really describe how special it was last year. Now, there's only a limited amount of tickets available for this weekend, so don't wait. If you're looking for the perfect Christmas gift for somebody, come and hang with us in Tennessee. In the words of Amy Grant, experience what a tender Tennessee Christmas could be like. Uh, right at the front page of MatthewS.com, you can see uh, the information December 1st through the 3rd in Franklin, Tennessee. Come home for Christmas. Again, tickets are going super fast for that. So if you're thinking about it, make sure you, you jump on it before it sells out. I think all of the gold, we do silver and gold tier. All of the gold are completely sold out now. So go check it out. And I hope to see you in Franklin, Tennessee. What else? Well, speaking of Mac Powell, Mac is on this tour with me and we're having a blast. And Mac Powell, of course, frontman from Third Day, he surprised me. We played in Illinois and uh, he got us tickets to go to Wrigley Field and we got to go see a Cubs game together. And that was a blast. For those of you who know anything about my story, you know, I grew up in Illinois. I grew up driving into Chicago with my dad and brothers to go see Cubs games all the time. And so what a treat to get a Chicago hot dog and uh, watch some some baseball. In fact, we got to see four home runs hit that game, and uh, that was a blast. And then we left the game early because I had a show to do, people. I'm not going to miss it, just like I'm not going to miss this weekly podcast. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, extra credit for all the people who've been coming out to see me at the shows and telling me how much you enjoy the podcast as well. Very excited for today's episode. So we're going to dive right in. I've got a special guest. I haven't had a guest in a, in a minute, but this uh, artist just released a brand new album called Empty Room. I had the chance to do some songwriting with him. He's a young guy, but with a powerful calling from the Lord on his life to reach his generation for Christ. And so I think you're really going to enjoy today's conversation. Let's go to the story house with my friend, Cade Thompson. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome in our studio audience a round of applause for Cade Thompson. Welcome to the Story House. <sighs> Here's what it's listen to this. This is what my first 200 shows sounded like. <laughs> Just my mom clapping. <laughs> Every and show. And I've met your mom, and if I know anything about your mom, it's that she too would be at your show. Just clapping away. Even if nobody else was there. It's very true. That's what moms are for, you In know? In fact, is that what inspired the title of your brand new album, Empty Room? Like, is it inspired by... <laughs> All of my uh, first 200 shows. <laughs> there was nobody out there. <laughs> yes. That's... <laughs> Because we all have a story like that where we've played concerts, right, Cade? And yeah, it's true. It's true. And there ain't nobody out there. What's the fewest amount of people in a crowd that you've ever performed to? Now, you're young, so you, you maybe haven't had as many experiences, but. Well, I would say probably definitely around like 20. 20? And it hurts. It hurts. Yes, it hurts. I got you beat by 19. Wow. True story. Wow. I played at University of Pittsburgh. Titusville, which is mean it means not the main campus, but a little like fringe campus. And I showed up. Actually, hold on a second. Yeah, because that night nobody showed up except for the waitress in the diner. And I did a whole mm. set for the waitress. And she didn't even like it. For the one. For the one. 
which is Come so much to talk about on this record. <laughs> Anyways, it's not about me and my shows for Empty Rooms. Today's show is about you, Cade Thompson, a young artist who I am a huge fan of. Welcome to my mm. podcast. On a scale of 9 to 10, what's the level of honor that you feel being uh, a guest on the show? I'd have to say 11 for sure. Crank oh, it up 11. to 11. We're here. We're here today. I was going to say 10 to 11. Yeah, I figured you were going to say 11 because it's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. I'm honored, man. Now, I'm on tour right now, but where are you at the moment? Are you um, are you home? Are you on the road? I'm in my empty room where a lot of these songs started, right here in my bedroom. So right here in Franklin, Tennessee. And let's start off by telling um, the audience, for those listeners who are still becoming, you're about to be made aware of Cade Thompson, his music, and his ministry today. For those who don't already know, Franklin, Tennessee is not home for you. Uh, it is now, but you're where were you born? I was born in Joplin, Missouri, and I moved to Sioux Falls, South Dakota when I was nine years old. So I say I'm from South Dakota. That's what I call home. Okay. And mom and dad still live in Sioux Falls? Still in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, I was raised in the church, was raised around ministry. My mom, she was actually a children's minister and a youth minister. So for me, the church was like my second home. So really special. Did she specialize in like puppets or anything? <laughs> I never saw the puppet ministry. Praise God. Praise God. But she was just always the coolest, the coolest mom, keeping me hip, you know? You haven't partied until you've been part of the puppet ministry. That's true. That's true. Uh, have any of your songs been used in puppet ministry, do you know? Have you found any TikTok videos? Because that's when you've really arrived. I haven't. I'm, I'm waiting on that day, Matthew. Okay. I'm waiting for it to happen. Well, you just keep working hard, young man. You're going to you're gonna achieve such heights as I have achieved. <laughs> so mom and dad still live in Sioux Falls. How old are you, by the way? You're super young, aren't you? 22. Turned 22. 22? Yes, sir. Holy cow. That's crazy, dude. You just turned 22? In January, so a few months back. Have you always wanted to do Christian music? Yeah, you know, I grew up listening to Christian radio, and uh, it had a big impact on my life. You know, I was going to school, going to, to practice, and at a young age, those songs and those truths of those songs were being spoken into my life. And uh, around the same time when I came to know Jesus at 10 years old, that's when everything started to click for me. And those songs were ministering to my heart, which ultimately led me to want to make music out of that same spot of reaching people and reaching my generation at a young age. So you became a Christian at 10 years old, and yet you never had a puppet ministry? Like, how did you come to know Jesus if you never saw the story of Jesus depicted through puppets? You know, he can use anything, but for me, he used a church camp. I remember it was the last night of church camp, classic Christian things, you know what I'm saying? I love this because every episode when I have a guest on, I ask him, what's your blue couch story? Because I asked Jesus into my heart, sitting on a blue couch watching Billy Graham. So we're about to hear Cade Thompson's blue couch story right here. So it was the last day, last night of church camp? Last night of church camp. And like I said, you know, I was raised in the church and I found out very quickly that just because you go to church, that's not what makes you a Christian. But choosing to surrender your life to Jesus and say yes to him daily is what makes you a Christian. And I started asking these questions like, who is God and how does this apply to my life? And maybe this faith thing is not just for my parents, but maybe it can become real for me. And so on the last night of camp, I got on my knees and said, Jesus, I'm going to choose to follow you. And that's the moment that everything became so real to me in my life. And it was so powerful because that was right before I was going into my middle school years. And middle school years are just kind of awkward. You know, everyone's trying to figure themselves out. But for me, 
they're still definitely awkward, but it was those moments where I was walking in relationship with Jesus and it was me in an empty room and trying to worship the Lord and use the power of music to worship him and lead people back to him. That's beautiful. Were you playing the guitar at at 10 years old? Like when did you pick up? You started that early? I started playing guitar when I was 10 years old and I started playing piano when I was five. So I had a, a preschool teacher that told my parents when I was in preschool, they're like, hey, this kid can already sing harmonies. You might want to put him in some lessons. And so Ooh. I got in some lessons. I hated practicing, though, and uh, eventually started just playing piano and then started playing guitar. And that's kind of what catapulted everything for me. What's your favorite or main instrument to play then? I would say guitar. Guitar is for guitar. sure now. Yeah. And so if you're on stage, are you, do you ever sit at the piano when you're on stage? I do, yeah. You do? Yeah, so for you'll, a few songs. you'll switch around. Okay. So uh, what was the radio station you said you grew up listening to in Sioux Falls? I grew up listening to Life 96.5. Life 96.5. Did they have a theme song? Um, I, don't, I don't think so. So, Life 96.5. Should we write it? it? I know. I was going <laughs> to say, you should write him a theme song and send it to him and say, hey, thanks for impacting my life. Here's your new theme song. Hope is alive on Life 96.5. Ding. Something like that. <laughs> ding. There you go. That's your contribution, yeah. the ding. Ding. <laughs> Um, it, I will, I, I want all the listeners or both of the listeners, by the way, I don't know if they told you, if your agent told you, <laughs> it's just my mom and dad listening, but because of your parents it's probably four listeners this week, your mom and dad, my mom and dad. Um, no, we have some awesome listeners who tune in each and every week. And, um, I want all the listeners to know I've actually been a big Cade Thompson fan since I met you. I, I want to say, I probably met you when you were like 17 or 18. Is that right? That sounds about right. I think I was 17. When's the first time we wrote a song? How old are you when we wrote? I believe I was 17. I think it was in the spring of my senior year of high school. And you were traveling to Nashville doing like songwriting. But I think the first time I met you was on, was that a Casting Crown show? Is that right? I think so. Yes. I feel like you came to the show with your parents or something and we wound up talking backstage. Is that... That sounds right. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, I think we're at a Casting Crown show, and you were there, and yeah, we, we all met up. It was awesome. It sounds like that night meeting me had a pretty profound impact on your life. <laughs> it did, because it led to everything that we're talking about right now. <laughs> no. But so uh, you were coming to Nashville, and I'm trying to think. So we wrote together. We've written a few songs together, but the, was the first time we wrote the song New Normal? I think the first song that we wrote was Voices. Do you remember that song? I got all oh, these voices because I'm Yeah. That's a throwback that's right a, there. That song is sick. And that's out. That Like, people can go find that. That's right. Which, so by the way, I, I'm skipping all over the place, but we're celebrating today. I asked you on the show today to celebrate the release of your brand new album, Empty Room. We've kind of... We've kind of hinted towards that title, Empty Room, but that's a brand new record that you've just released. This is your second album release, and you're only 22 years old. That is true. That is very true. Well, did you do an independent release before you signed a record deal? No, I just did singles before. Just singles before. Okay, so the brand new album is out now. How many songs are on it? 12 songs. And how many good ones? <laughs> Just kidding. I hope all They're twelve. All <laughs> Matthew West will be the this deciding face, <laughs> the deciding factor of that. 
<laughs> no, they're all good, man. You are absolutely. But I've what I was starting to say is I've just become a fan of yours from the very beginning because even when I met you at like seventeen years old, you had this determination about you that I noticed. Like you knew I always talk like you know you always talk about like what's what's your why like what you know what are you here for what are you doing what's your mission in life, and I don't. It's rare to meet somebody as young as you who just had like a very clear calling and you knew what it was and not just to make music and tell people about Jesus, but specifically a heart for your generation. Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. I think being raised in public school at a very young age, I saw what my peers were walking through and I saw, I remember very vividly my first day of high school, my mom picked me up from school and she said, Kate, how was your school day? You know, she's so excited. And I started tearing up because I was expressing to her how I would walk the halls and I just I just be like, people just don't know Jesus. And that's what burdened me. And ultimately, that's what burdened me to write songs because I believe there's such power in the gospel and there's such power in music. And when they come together, you know it. They truly it truly trans transforms lives. And that's why we do what we do daily. And you, I, I want to say, like, one of the first conversations I had with you, you were like, yeah, I'm writing a devotional book, and it was like, it like, and you were like 18 or whatever. It's like, I mean, who who already is thinking on that stuff? But you wound up writing that devotional book, right? What was that called? That's right. It's called Own It. And it's really about how I had to own my faith at a young age, like I was sharing earlier. It just can't be my parents' faith. And I think a lot of people, you know, you're raised in church, and, and you do all the things and try to check off the boxes, but it doesn't change until it becomes real for you and it has to become real for you and you have to own it and it has to be your faith. And I think we're living in times where people can be very easily swayed on what truth is today. But as followers of Jesus Christ, we know that truth is found in the word of God. And that is where we base all things from right there. And that's the basis of this devotional book. Is all this stuff available on your website? Can people find, I mean, obviously they can find your new record wherever they listen to music, type in, Cade Thompson, and you're going to find the new album, Empty Room. But is that devotional still out and for sale and stuff like that? It is. Yes. Everywhere. I love that title, Own It. Have you written that song, Own It? No, but I think we need to do that. Gosh, Cade, what is that? Everything is a song, Matthew. (laughs) Do I have to do everything, Cade? Goodness gracious, guys. Children's vitamins typically are basically candy in disguise, right? Filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, other gummy junk that growing kids don't need to be eating. That's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved superpower chewable vitamin. I should say Haya like that, right? Because that's how it makes you feel, superpower. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, but it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Uh, This is something really important for my family. Over the last few years, we have been diving in on how to be the healthiest versions of ourselves, and Haya fills the most common gaps in a modern children's diet to provide the full-body nourishment that our kids need with a yummy taste they love. It's formulated with the help of nutritional experts. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, and then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, and many others to help support immunity, energy, brain function, mood, concentration, teeth, bones, and more. It's designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing 
to worry about. Our family's loving Haya. I think you're going to love it too. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You can receive 50% off your first order. That's 50% off. You know what that makes me want to say? Haya. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash West. The deal is not available on their regular website, by the way. So go to H-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash West and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Perhaps you guys have heard me talk about how much I love my dogs, Nick and Rocky, and I want my dogs to be healthy. And in order for them to be healthy, they need healthy dog food. And that's why I and my dogs are loving Sundays. It's healthy dog food that's actually easy to store and easy to serve. And it makes my dogs feel awesome. It makes me feel good to feed them healthy food. Sundays is air-dried dog food made from a short list of human-grade ingredients. It was co-founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing vet, actually. Sundays contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. 0% regret, too, because you feel good about what you're feeding your dogs. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you're going to find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. My dogs are loving it, and I'm happy feeding this to them. Unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays is zero prep and zero mess and zero stress. We're in a hurry. We don't need to spend a ton of... It's hard enough to prepare a meal for ourselves, so we need this to be easy, right? Sundays is shelf-stable. It makes it easy to feed your pup top-quality food. Every order ships right to your door, so you'll never worry about running out of dog food again. It's also affordable. Sundays costs 40% less than other healthy dog food brands because Sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages. Instead, they spend on what matters, sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your pup. Check this out. We worked out a special deal for your dog-loving people out there. All right? For all of my listeners who love their dog, get 35% off of your first order of Sundays. Go to sundaysfordogs.com slash west or use code west at checkout. That's S-U-N-D-A-Y-S-F-O-R-D-O-G-S dot com forward slash west. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. For you to be coming home from school and saying to your mom, like, like my heart hurts for people my age who don't have a faith in Jesus or who feel who are lost and then letting that fuel the music that you write it makes me think of a moment we had together writing a song which sadly becomes relevant each and every year because uh, like in Nashville you texted me after this happened but in Nashville you know recently we had a, just a tragic shooting at the Covenant School just about 4 miles from our house and one day you and I were getting together to write and we wrote we wound up writing a song. It was in the wake of another shooting that had taken place, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that, and then I want to jump to your new music, of course. But I just feel like for right now, um, this is a song that just uh, you know touches my heart. Can you read some of the lyrics to the listener? Yeah, I'd love to. So this song was called New Normal, and this song was birthed out of me. While I was in high school, I had a school shooting threat at my school that ended up not being valid. Uh, but I remember the the fear that I felt in that moment that felt so real. And it just made me think and wonder what are other students across the country feeling every single day when they walk into school. And uh, some of the lyrics say, walking through these high school halls afraid, locks on the doors, but I don't feel safe. Too many guns in the hands of hate. It's the new normal. 
And it's just talking about how we're supposed to be young and innocent. feels like all those days, they just came and went. The world's lo- looking darker than it's ever been. It's the new normal. And the chorus says, we're too young for all this hurting. Give us peace. Give us peace. We can't carry all this heavy. Give us strength. Give us strength. We're so tired of all the anger. Give us love. Give us love. We want a new normal. And that's what that's what started in this session as we were writing. And I just think this song is so powerful and uh, so timely to what people are walking through. Especially with for someone like yourself who's going like, I want to reach everybody, but if there's a specific group of people that I have a like a heart beat that my heart beats for or heart breaks for it's like right. your generation like the people who are walking through the halls of their school and um so I'll, I'll never forget us sitting down and writing that song it just felt very real and still rings true as you read those lyrics today so i want to encourage uh, people to go check out as you're going to listen to kate thompson's new music go check out that song new normal as well have you had opportunities being in christian music you probably are playing for all different age audiences a lot of the time. But I know you've done a lot of like specific like school events where you're like stepping back into high schools mm-hmm. and sharing your faith. Can you talk a little bit about that? And is that something that you seek out like actively? Yeah. So growing up actually in high school, I would travel to California and all over the country and I would be a part of school assemblies. And a lot of the times we couldn't share the gospel in public schools, but we do night events where we would bring the students and invite the students there to be able to share the hope of the gospel there, which is so, so powerful. And so this was all kind of happening at the same time that I was writing these songs with you at a very young age. And now today I still get to to do some of that. I get to travel and go um, play shows at youth groups, which is awesome. And now the, the, the audience is bigger than just that, which is really, really special, but that's what birthed my heartbeat for writing the music that I'm making. Tell me a memory that sticks out in your brain. If I say, like, most memorable experience singing your songs, like, is there something that sticks out immediately? And it doesn't, it's not always the biggest room or, right? I mean, speaking of empty rooms, sometimes there's, it's ironic what, what the most memorable moments that artists would say are. Yeah, there's a really special story. So about two years ago, over two years ago, I got a message that uh, a man named Ryan from Ohio, he heard my song on the radio and he had just had a stroke, a series of strokes, and um, was having to, like, he, he couldn't walk, he, he couldn't drive, he could barely talk, and he was going through this uh, rehabilitation process. And through that process, his song, or my song, Every Step of the Way, became Every his song. You can you be Come on, featuring Matthew West. <laughs> I, I screwed up the words, but I know the group. <laughs> he knows it, he knows it. And uh, this song just became his his song for his his healing process. Fast forward a few months later, and uh, I, I sent a video to him just saying, hey, I'm praying for you. And he got a hold of the video, and we ended up doing a show in his hometown about six months later. And he came up on the stage, and he shared a story. As now he's walking, he's breathing, he's, he's a living miracle. And I just think about how powerful Christian music and Christian radio is together that somebody can hear a song at the right time and can use that song as a part of their story. I mean, that's, that's a lot of your, your journey and your process too. So it's really special. I mean, that's, but that's why that's part of my journey is because it's like making music is one thing, but when, when music is applied to like real life and you see it like find its way into somebody's story and then you get to be part of that like the other night I had, um, I know you'll appreciate this, but I had this family at the show in Ohio, Cade, that like 
their their little boy's story inspired a song on my latest record and they had never heard the song live and so i get to like we're playing the song and then in the middle of the song i tell the story of their little boy and uh you know part of this this little boy passed away but you know just thinking like and i got to meet the parents before they heard the song and i i just said you know thank you for letting me carry your son's story to this audience. And I hope as you hear me sharing about your family, that, that you can feel like your son's legacy is, is continuing. Like your son's impacting this audience tonight without even being in the room, you know? And so like, that's, that's what you're tapping into by what you're sharing. It's like, and that's what I love about you and your heart is like, you didn't point to, well, the first time I got to play for 10,000 people or whatever, it's more like, no, there was this one moment with this one person, and which really, you know, not to keep shining a light on songs that we happen to write together because there's lots of songs that I want to draw attention to today, but it makes me think of the song that you we wrote on Zoom, and it was an idea that you had about, yeah. it wasn't about the masses, it was about the one, and it's on the new record. Can you talk a little bit about the heart behind that? Yeah, I think if you were to ask me, what is my why behind what I do? I would say that right there. It's for the one. I think I remember very vividly, I was in, I think it was Illinois or something. And I was getting ready for a Christmas show a few years back. And we were writing this song. And I was just sharing that I was sharing about how my heartbeat is for the one, meaning that one person in the audience talks about in scripture, he leaves the 99 for the one, but it's also for the one meaning Christ. And I think when our eyes are focused on the one, it gives us a heartbeat for the one. And that's what led to the message of this song, The One. And, you know, I just started sharing those ideas with you. And um, I think it hit home for both of us and, and what we do. And that's what led to, to this song. Yeah, I love that song. I It's um, you've got a real like, w- what would you say musically are some of your influences? Like, because I feel like you're you're more pop than it's like you're singer songwriter, but you're with more of a pop feel. And I know the producers you work with are a big part of that as well, but you're casting that vision. So, I mean, what stylistically do you step into that going, I have a very specific vision and that's why my songs sound the way they do. Or do you kind of let each song speak for itself? I kind of let each song speak for itself. I think growing up on uh, Christian radio, a lot of those influences uh, really definitely infiltrate into my sound, uh, an artist named Matthew West. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, just kidding. No, uh, One Republic and Coldplay and Need to Breathe. Those are some of my top influences for the music that I make. And I think it really portrays the, the big sound and um, especially this new album. I'll just highlight a few of the songs off this new record. Obviously, every song is really good. The one that people would know the most is the one that's been on the radio, which is Arms of Jesus which is awesome. Fall into the arms of Jesus. It's such a huge chorus. It's a great message. Did you pick that as your first single or did your label pick it? Be honest. Can't lie. Can't lie. I think we all kind of knew at the same time. After we wrote oh. it, I, I was like, it's y'all, unanimous? I, I think this has got to be it. And it was unanimous. that was the one. We were looking for it. So, yeah. Okay, because sometimes, so, I mean, you haven't always seen eye to eye with your label, right? They're listening, by the way. Right. Yeah, they're listening. No, I think I think there's a, there's always different creative directions, but... Uh, I'll tell you, like, for me, uh, my label said, we really think your song, What If, should be a single. And I was like, nope, nope, it shouldn't. They're like, just trust us. And I was like, I don't think that's the one. And they're like, no, it is, it is. 
And I'm like, okay, but if it doesn't work, I told you so. You know what I mean? And then it it worked, so they were right, which scored one for them. And then, uh, but it's a give and take, you know. Sometimes you're gonna, sometimes you have to like stand up and go, no, I believe in this song. But it's it's the best when everybody agrees. And I would agree too. When I heard that song, I was like, oh man, that's powerful. It's such a good song. What's your favorite song on the record? Even if they're all your favorite, like what's the first one that comes to mind when I ask you that question? Go. I would say a song called "You Can." I think it's uh, it just feels like me fully, and it was really fun to just kind of walk into the writing room and just. I, I think I'm so proud of this new album because it's truly music that I love and that really touches my heart first. And I think if the music reaches myself first, then I hope that it reaches other people too. But the song "You Can" it's just such a fun song, and it's such a fun song to play live too. I always try and look at the music that I make through the lens of uh, a live performance too. So really special. Speaking of live performance, what do you have coming up? Are you going to be pretty busy this summer traveling, playing shows? Are you on a spring tour right now or are you home? So I was home uh, for the past couple of weeks, but earlier this year I was out with the Newsboys and I was doing a lot of my own shows and I'm getting ready to do a little acoustic tour with Jason Gray and Mike Donahue. And then this summer is all festivals, so I'm very excited. Oh, so the acoustic tour is this spring, like later in the spring? Yeah, we just have seven dates this spring, so nothing too crazy. Do you know what you're doing in the fall of this year yet? I do not. I'm trying to figure that out, so. All right, but people can find out where you're going to be on your website probably, right? Yep. Man, so when you finish a record, you're only 22 when you finish a record, knowing you, you're thinking about like devotions and, and different, like where does your head go right after releasing an album? I struggle when I release a record with like feelings of like, oh, does anybody care? Does anybody like, like sometimes it's like you want this validation and you don't want to want it. You certainly don't want to need it. You know what I mean? Like it's like, man. I want to be, I am getting better at just leaving the rest to God. Like if it's his plan, you know, like this past week, I got bad news about one of my songs, not bad news, but just that it wasn't going to go number one or whatever. And it's like, okay, I need to be okay with that. I've had a blessed life and I, you know, I've done my best and I need to not rise and fall on whether or not a certain number is attached to my song or a certain accolade or whatever. Tell me like how you've navigated that path as you've started, as you're relatively new into your career. Yeah, that's a really good question because I, I'm so determined and drive myself that I think uh, I've really on this album, I've had to just kind of soak it in, you know, I think you put in so much work into something and my personality is all right, quickly on to the next, like, let's go, let's go, let's go, which that's great. But Honestly, I think I'm learning how to be present in the moment. I think these songs are written for this time that we're living in. I think they're written for people. And so being able to play these songs live has been really, really powerful. But um, at the same time, like I said, I'm always thinking about what's next and creating new content for people. Like already thinking about your next record, you mean? Yes, that, but also devotionals and content that people can have on social media and different versions and all that fun stuff. You do a great job with that. What what What's your main social media outlet do you prefer um china's best with tiktok or do you like what <laughs> this video is going to get flagged now <laughs> uh, 
But like, where do you spend the most of your time or efforts in, in social media? If I was going to point people to follow you at one place. I would say Instagram is my main focus nowadays. Not so. TikTok. Did you just say that because you're afraid China's watching? No, I'm serious. I'm really serious. <laughs> I'm going to go to your Instagram right now as we're talking in real time. Oh, this was the post I saw where you're standing in a field. It kind of looks like you're in my backyard. Were you in my backyard recording? <laughs> you know, you never Empty know. Room? You never know. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> you're crushing it. Let's listen to this right now. I'm going to go. Let's see. I'm... Is this the bridge? Uh, this is the chorus of See You Soon. Oh, I thought it was empty room. So. Your vocals are crushing it, man. I feel Ooh. like you keep getting stronger and stronger, dude. Thank you, man. These days, it's hard to find movies to enjoy together as a family. Jesus Revolution from the creators of I Can Only Imagine is one of those rare treasures that's not only entertaining and well-made, but also reflects our Christian values. The story follows a young Greg Laurie who's been searching for all the right things in all the wrong places, getting carried away by the wild hippie movement. That is, until he meets Lonnie Frisbee, a charismatic street preacher who's passionate about bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the hippies. Lonnie teams up with Pastor Chuck Smith, and in a show of radical hospitality, they open the doors of Chuck's church to the barefoot, long-haired, drug-addled hippies of Southern Cal. In doing so, they find themselves in an unexpected revival that goes on to change the world. Jesus Revolution is rated PG-13 and stars Joel Courtney, Jonathan Rumi, Kimberly Williams-Paisley, Anna Grace Barlow, and Kelsey Grammer. It was a joy to work with Ann Wilson on one of the songs in the film, Living Water. I hope you love both the song and the film, which is now available on demand, digital Blu-ray and DVD. Visit JesusRevolution.movie to learn more. Again, that's JesusRevolution.movie. Tell me what mom and dad mean to you. Oh, my parents have really supported me, man, since day one. They have just been such a great support and truly believed in me. And I really wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. So I'm so thankful. And if you're listening right now, shout out. <laughs> oh, you know they're listening right now. That's oh, yeah. why I wanted oh, I wanted yeah. to give you an opportunity. Oh, yeah. Do you have siblings? I do. I have two siblings, one do brother, they do music? one sister. Nope. I'm the only one that does music in the whole family. So and like, I bet some people listening would be like, wait a minute, how did he get a record deal so fast? Like, how did that happen? You came to Nashville without a record deal, and then were you sending demos to labels? Or what? tell me about that. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy story. So when I was 16, I had a producer uh, in town named Matt Armstrong that you know. And Matt, He's awesome. Matt was the producer that, that took a risk on me that said, all right, let's come to town, kind of see what you got. So I did. And Matt Armstrong killed my dog. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> wait, so he wait, gave what? your <laughs> he gave your career life, and he wow. took the life. Of, no. Okay, you have to share the rest of the story. <laughs> no, I can't. I, no, he used to dog sit for me, and um, and then my dog passed away, and I made up a story 
and made him feel like he was responsible for Poor the Matt. death. Poor Matt. <laughs> and he's so, if anybody knew Matt, they would know like how tender-hearted and sensitive he is that like he thought he actually was responsible for <laughs> Anyway, Pray for Matt. So, Pray for Matt. So Matt, but Matt took you kind of under his wing and you guys were writing and that's how we met kind of thing. So what was that process like? People think it, ha- it happens overnight and you are young. You're only 22. So it did happen relatively fast compared to maybe other people's stories, but yeah, it definitely wasn't overnight as we know. <laughs> well, what was the next thing? Like, I mean, you were, was there a certain song that like opened the door or was there a certain, what happened? So I started making trips down to Nashville all throughout the back half of my high school years. And I wrote a song called provider at that point in time. It was not on the radio or anything. I just had the song written and this song got in the hands of a Jay DeMarcus, who is the founder of red street records. And Jay was in the buddy former member of rascal flats. That's right. That's right. And Jay was in the car with his buddy, Jason Chef from the band Chicago. Jason hears the song and he's like, turn this up. Who is this guy? So next thing I know, I'm getting a phone call a couple days later to uh, to meet with him. And it was just a great fit and it was awesome. So this is a, a few months uh, after I had gotten an apartment in Faith here in Nashville, Tennessee, is when I ended up signing that deal in 2019. So it's been awesome. It's been an amazing journey and so, so thankful. Do you love living in Nashville now? I do. I love. I love Nashville. Specifically Franklin, though. Franklin is is my favorite. Franklin's a vibe, isn't it? It is a vibe, as the kids say. I bring people to Franklin every year at Christmas time for a weekend. Yes, you uh, do. It's so much fun. And if you're in town, one of the things we do is like a writer's round. You should come to that. That would be so much fun. That'd be awesome. If you're in town and not on tour somewhere, you come and hang out with us and meet meet some incredible people. A lot of the listeners actually are people who come to uh, come home for Christmas, which is our our magical, whimsical weekend. So that'd be fun. Yeah. So favorite coffee shop, go. Highbrow in West Haven. Are you a coffee drinker? Big coffee. We need to catch up in person and go have some coffee together. Do you like straight up espresso or are you not a real man? Straight up, straight up espresso. You do? Yep, I do. I really do. Man. I just when I thought I couldn't respect you more. I know, I know. It keeps happening. All right. So, do you write a song a day? I don't. Why not? That's a great question, Matthew. Did you write one today? I did. I actually did write one today. Okay, tell me about it. Oh man, uh, is well, it up tempo? Is it a ballad? Is it what? It's what it? it's mid. It's that mid, just that pocket. You know what I'm saying? Who'd you write with today? I was writing with um, Zach from the band Citizens. From the band Citizens. I don't know them. Yeah, they're with integrity. Okay, so tell me, uh, when you go into a room, do you usually bring an idea with you, like a lyric idea? Do you start with a lyric or do you start with a melody? How do you do it? I never show up in a room empty-handed. That's the best advice I've ever received. Got to show up with an idea, even if it's still not that great. Was that Matt Armstrong that gave you that advice? That's good advice. Yeah, I think it was actually Tony Wood. Tony Wood that told me that. That's very good. He's a good one. So... Yeah, never show up with, into a room without an idea. And a lot of my ideas lately have started, even on this last album, have just started with a, a main hook or a title or a direction. I find that if I don't have that, the rest of the song really can't come together. So I got to have yeah, it's, that. It's got to have an aim, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're always good about that. So whoever gave you that advice about not coming into a room empty handed, 
That's really good advice. And and what that points to is you got to be putting in the work when no one's watching. Right? Because you can't fake it. Like so you have to have put in like for me a lot of times some of my most creative writing time is the night before a session. A night before if I know I'm going in with Kate or if I know I'm going in with somebody usually that night before I'm listening to their music or I'm and I'm just like spending some concentrated time at the piano or the guitar just to see what comes up. And then that's the idea I'm typically taking in the next day. So I love that you, I love that you wrote today. You just put out a record and you're still writing, dude. Never stops. Keep crushing it, man. That's awesome. Um, is there a favorite quote that you have? Favorite quote? (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I've ever been asked that question. If I can be honest, I've never asked that question either. I don't know. I was just thinking, like, I was like, I saw a quote behind you. On oh, wall, oh, yes, which yes, is yes. your song, and I was yeah, like, well, I maybe can't. he's a quote guy. I can't, I can't quote my own song. What's What's on that wall behind you? Be next to those lyrics. What is that? Uh, this is that like right here is royalty check <laughs> zero. No. Uh, <laughs> this right here is my state, South Dakota, and that is, I think. Franklin, yeah. Skyline of Franklin right there. Oh, so it's some regional artwork. Yeah, some, very, some geographical. Very not inspirational like... Um, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. But this is the empty room. This is where it all began right here. I love that analogy of the empty room and like the songs go from an empty room and then you get to go and sing in rooms crowded with people and it, it's just one one by one. It's so cool to see how God works through through the music that you, you spend time in an empty room creating you know what i mean and the cool thing is like if i the lyrics of that song say just me just you tell me the lyric just me just you this empty room it's really a, a call back to the secret place you know i think my whole music career and everything started with me in my bedroom in sioux falls south dakota not trying to be heard by the masses but trying to honor the lord and trying to walk in obedience and no matter what size stage I'm on, I keep coming back to that empty room because those are the moments, my time with the Lord and my time and just being with him, not trying to get anything from God, but being with God is what sustains me to do what I'm doing today. That's good, Kate Thompson. And don't ever forget that because the world tries to pull you into any other room except for that secret place. And uh, I know that full well, like every day is a struggle. It's a battle to make sure that I'm spending time in the secret place and Everything else is going to flow from that. The fruit flows. The fruit comes from from that time spent in the empty room. His new album is called Empty Room, but when he goes on tour, Lord willing, the rooms will not be empty. Praise are you God. gonna don't call? Are you gonna call it the Empty Room tour? <laughs> <laughs> you know how many don't, times that's been brought up. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> It's one like um, <laughs> uh, one years ago, I released a song called <laughs> I released a song called The End. And I was like, this could be like prophetic about my career. Like, it's like, this is the end, oh, you know? No. And so it's so funny how like we just laugh about that because some song titles you'll like if you read them in the wrong context, you're like, oh, gosh, (laughs) the end. This is really the end of my career. But uh, the new album is called Empty Room. Is it 12 songs? Yes, 12 songs. It's available now. Uh, Go roll down your windows to Good God. That's a that's like a 
te- up tempo one some arms of jesus i mean the list goes on these are great songs and uh man i'm proud of you Cade. great things to come great things are happening and even greater things to come so it's an honor to be able to introduce you to our audience here and uh everybody can go check out the latest album from Cade thompson and don't stop there go back and listen to new normal and and all the other good songs that Cade thompson is putting out into the world that are going from the empty room the secret place straight to you guys to encourage you and maybe hopefully be a reminder for you to spend some time with Jesus today as well. So, Cade, you're awesome, dude. The pride of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's right. That's right. Thanks for having me today, man. It's so fun to chat with you. Well, your career is about to just go through the roof. This this podcast has been known to do that. Uh, it, it's all this podcast. It just goes boom, yeah, yeah. like boom, boom. Oh, it's unbelievable how what happened. I don't know. It's the power of it's the power of this podcast. <laughs> Come on, this forty minute conversation is the best one we've had. So that's right. No, great things ahead for you, Cade Thompson. Thanks for joining me today. Appreciate you. Bye bye. All right, now it's time for Songs from the Storyhouse. Today's Song from the Storyhouse, we're continuing on as I uh, kind of share with you song by song from the new double album, My Story, Your Glory. This is song one from the second album. My Story is album number one, and Your Glory is album number two. Your Glory is more of a worship album. And uh, I was picturing a song that kicked off that record with a real victory anthem, almost like the first song I would pick to lead worship on a Sunday morning, like getting everybody awake and glad to be there and alive to, you know, to lift up our voices. I revisited this old hymn I sang as a kid called To God Be the Glory. It was written by Franny Crosby in 1875. And uh, I don't know why my mind works this way, but I looked at those lyrics and I had sort of a, a vision of it, the same lyrics fitting into a new body of music. And I had this musical hook in my head is a bum, 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 bum. and I just had that in my head and then I started singing the lyrics with my buddy AJ over that same tempo this this faster tempo taking an old hymn and kind of reimagining it so uh, I hope you like it I tell you it's been so much fun to lead this song every night on the my story your glory tour and uh, I love what the words of this song my my favorite lyric is in verse two and it says, uh, in fact, let me pull it up right here. Oh, perfect redemption, the purchase of blood. To every believer, the promise of God. The vilest offender who truly believes. That moment from Jesus, a pardon receives. Man, if that's not a reason to praise the Lord, I don't know what is. I hope this fires you up today to give thanks for the purchase of blood and the reminder that all of us, the vilest offenders, the sinners, the the broken things, the ones who've messed up, we think sometimes too many times, uh, we know that this moment we receive a pardon thanks to the blood of Jesus. Check it out. Oh, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice Oh, 
He's my dad. He gives good advice. And that's why we're ending today's episode with dad advice. Play that theme song. He is my dad and he gives good advice. And that's why this segment is called dad advice. Dad, thanks for joining me as always. Send us out with some encouragement today. All right. I, uh, Matthew, I just can't get enough out of the My Story, Your Glory album. I encourage people to just listen to every one of those 22 songs. And I've enjoyed just dissecting uh, the My Story, Your Glory song. And today we're talking about the story. Me was a story of shame. Wrong turns written on every page. So many parts where I messed up, but I love the part where you showed up. Shame defined as a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. Remember, shame is a feeling. When you feel shame, you feel like a bad person and regret what you did. All of us have dealt with shame, some more than others, some because of our own sins and wrong turns, some because of the actions of others. Peter dealt with shame. He denied Christ three times, and the Bible said he was so overwhelmed with shame that he went out and wept bitterly. God sees our feelings of shame, and he will rescue us. Here are two ways God deals with our shame. One, he shows up in our shame. He steps right in. He doesn't ignore us. He already knows. He forgives us. He begins to heal our hearts and minds. He replaces shame 
with hope. Here's a great quote. The Bible tells us that we can choose hope and faith over shame and the heaviness it brings. God sees your shame and wants you to be free from it. He will walk through the valleys with you to help you overcome them. In Psalm 34, verse 5, it says, those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their face. And then secondly, he uses our story of shame. He uses our story to proclaim his power. Every time you tell your story, you are doing three things. You are praising God for all he's done in your life. You are defeating the enemy. You are inviting others to be set free from Mm. sin and shame. Zephaniah 319, and I will turn their shame into praise, and they will be known all over the earth. My dad advice for today is bring Jesus your feelings of shame, no matter the cause. Ask him to exchange your shame for hope. Then let me encourage you to share your story for his glory every time you get an opportunity. You can share your story at our ministry's website, popwe.org. We have this awesome storytelling portal. And if you're not sure how to share your story, well, we walk you through those steps all throughout the website. But you can also, you know, one of the best ways just to be impacted and be motivated to share your story is to see how other people have shared their story. And there's so many stories at popwe.org today that you can be inspired by. Thanks, Dad. Hey, that's our show for today. I want to thank my guest, Cade Thompson, for joining me. Thanks to my dad for bringing dad advice. Thanks to you for listening. And uh, by the way, I just had a birthday and want to say thank you all for the birthday wishes as well. Some folks came to the show, brought me some birthday cake and uh, some Reese's peanut butter cups. You guys are trying to fatten me up and uh, I'll love you for it. Thank you all so much. Remember, hey, you get one shot at this life. Uh, Go make the most of this one life. It's your story for his glory. I'll see you next week. Seriously, I, I, I do.